up, y'all? It's your boy Horace. Chilling here with my boy James Bowie. We're uh, in the undisclosed studio in an undisclosed location. It's yep. Friday night in the big city. Won't say which city. It could be Auburn. Could be Port Byron. Could be Cater. <laughs> could be Moravia. I don't know. I see some pigs outside, so we could be yeah. in uh, Moravia. <laughs> But uh, this the, is the, the Solidarity Unlimited podcast in affiliation with JP and the Horse podcast worldwide. Um, what's good, James? What are we sipping on? Why don't you tell the folks? A uh, little more uh, Lil Nug from Prison City Brewing. Uh, we yeah. also got some straight out of Low Cash Porter in the fridge. Might have to crack open some of those cold boys later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be number two. Shout-outs to uh, Max Goldner and Frank Witkowski, my boys, bar, bar keeps at uh, Prison City. They got the new uh, Star Wars-themed beer that James has pumped on. Sad Devotion to Ancient Religion. It's a hard-ass name. Good-ass quote. <laughs> that was a deep, deep cut from the film, so we just want to give sh- shouts-out to y'all. Also, um, sponsor us. Give us free shit. I mean, come on. We're giving you all this free publicity. Yeah. What the fuck? Let's yeah. do this shit, son. Several it. people have heard us, so I mean, yeah, like at least three people have <laughs> heard us, minimum. Yeah. So obviously, the news this week is uh, the Chauvin verdict. Mm. Tell them. <laughs> what first thing <clears throat> is, I was almost going into it. I was just absolutely like terrified that I it was, was very worried because my in my mind I was like, how the how the hell could it not come back guilty? Right, like my. My forward brain was like, watch the got, video and you know what the fuck you're doing. You got you know? 400 years of American history in your right. belt to know that this, like, and what pisses me off so much is, like, we got this motherfucker on tape mm-hmm. for nine minutes, like, murdering a guy. Yeah. And we're still worried, like, oh, I don't know if they're going <laughs> to yeah. convict him. I mean, what does that say about America? Yeah. And I was, I was, I was worried that what it was almost like it's like i almost more expected it to come back not guilty you know what i mean well i i wasn't expecting that i was expecting all it takes is one uh trumper Mm -hmm. for a mistrial hung jury right you know what i mean and like yeah they could try him again if that happens but it's very unlikely that they're gonna do that that they would have done that you know what i mean right it would it would it It would have extended the whole thing one person to hold out yeah and that's all it takes. That's what I was so worried about. Yeah, and 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 I think the longer it goes on, the more people forget about it. To you know, it would have been a, it would, and it also would have just <clears throat> festered even longer. And, and you know, I think, I think a lot of people were worried about the kind of rioting that would happen if he got yeah. found not guilty. Uprising. Yeah. I don't well, look, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think riot is not a four-letter word for yeah. me, so I don't care. Riot, okay. You know. Don't, you know, I'm not inciting one, but you know what I mean? If it happens, I'm not going to fucking, yeah. you know, I mean, I think people would unrest have, in yeah, the streets. Yeah. I think that would have been fine, you know, uh, but at the same time, I don't want, you know, I would rather not have it happen. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'd rather it not be a necessity. I, I, I just, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, I guess I'll say. And I was I was just waiting for the reactions to come in. Yeah, waiting for people to say. And man, who the the conservative reactions have been very very tasty. What were they saying? 
Oh, they 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 were saying there's no that wasn't a fair trial. It wasn't a fair trial. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Did, how, did they have any examples of how it wasn't a fair trial? I think one of the things they kind of latched on to was um some of the like shit that happened to the uh one of the witnesses for the defense had like pig blood thrown on their our their front door and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and shit like Witness that. Witness intimidation. Yeah, which which doesn't make any fucking sense because jurors are, unless they want to come forward and say who they are. Completely anonymous. Yeah, so yeah. Who, who cares? You know what I yeah. mean? They, they're, they're, not, they're not bound to be very like, you know, and even, <clears throat> and even if it would be pretty obvious that people were being intimidated and probably declared a mistrial on, that, on those counts. But... I, I, I just like the the idea that the only way people can be, you know, unbiased is if they agree with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and that's one of the sad things is that um, CNN, the fake news, interviewed an, mm-hmm. al- an alternate juror. She was a white uh, lady. Mm-hmm. And she's, er, and I'm mixing my stories up. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a different story. But okay. So a lot of the jurors, what swayed them were all the cops that testified. Yeah. They had the chief of police and all these experts and stuff, you know, to say, oh, he wasn't one of us. This was a rogue cop. This isn't how we do things. And like, that's what it took. Yeah. And it's just still like, why should it take that? Why can't you Mm -hmm. look at this video evidence of this guy and say what he did was wrong? Right. Like what... What is ingrained into our brains from childhood, from watching Law and Order and these good good cop shows and everything? Right. It's like you want to believe that they always do the right thing, even when you see that they're not doing the right thing. The cognitive dissonance is still real. Oh no! Well, he was on drugs, or he was this, or he was that. Right. I I just don't know what. Like it's cool that I don't, I I don't want to say cool. It's not cool. But it's good that finally someone was brought to justice for mm-hmm. doing this. But why did it take so long? And yeah. why? Are, and like, we shouldn't be making a, have to make a big deal about it. Like, it should just be normal. Like, we should be able to have justice without it being like, oh, yeah, we finally right. got some form of uh, justice, even though it's yeah. not really. An, it's like justice for one person. Sure, You're I mean, like, there's still I'm, yeah. a lot more work to do. I don't yeah. know. I'm not really articulate right now, but well, no, I mean, I mean, I, think, I just got off work, folks. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm working, man. Yeah, I think that the I I think there's a difference between like small scale and large yeah. scale justice, right? Where it's obvious that this is justice served in this particular case, but it's not justice served in the grand scheme yeah. of how policing operates in the United States. And what I'm worried about too, to go on the liberal side, the liberal reaction to it mm-hmm. is that I'm afraid that a lot of uh, centrists are just going to go back to sleep. They're going to be lulled yeah. back to sleep just like they were when Obama was elected. Oh, okay. Yeah, we solved racism, guys. Way yeah. to go. All right. You know, and then you get uh Nancy Pelosi's totally tone deaf. Wow. 
speech. I don't even know if I want to call it that. Like, thank yeah. you, George Floyd, for sacrifice. He didn't choose to sacrifice. A sacrifice is a choice. Right. And just her tone of voice and every way she was saying it was yeah. so condescending. Oh, wasn't it so beautiful? Or whatever she said when he called out for his mom. It's like, come on, lady. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He's just been put in the ground, and you're saying this shit, and it's just... You see the people in the back, and, like, they want to say something. And I know she didn't mean it, but, like, come on. Like, yeah. you are... You are the speaker of the house. You are third in line to the presidency. Like yeah. you need to do better. You yeah, know? yeah, everyone yeah. makes mistakes. Yeah, but we need to hold our elected leaders to a higher standard. Yeah, <clears throat> that that's what always sort of surprises me is like, and it's just fodder yeah. for the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, like they ate yeah. that shit up. I know, and and I love because they do that. They make those arguments in such bad faith. It's not like they actually gave a shit. They yeah. just wanted to point at her and laugh like, about like, it. Oh, see, she doesn't care. Yeah, which I mean, I think I think that's a I think there's a classic kind of like milk toast liberal kind of mentality where I think they want to they they want to appear to be like helpful and you know uh, i'm helping yeah exactly but at the same time they don't really do the work to be helpful and she's yep. and, and that's kind of how she sounded was just like ah, oh, thank you it's like it's like thank you for your sack what the fuck are you talking yeah. about well like he's like 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 it's almost like the language of um the language of how we treat like the military industrial complex sort of seeped in like dying Thank you for your service. Right, like dying it's just like is a, a knee sacrifice. jerk reaction. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, like dying is a sacrifice, which in some cases, sure, it, it is obviously, yeah. but to have that immediate reaction to immediately be like someone who died sacrificed for something, it's like no, it, it was totally senseless. Yeah, it was some, it was some smug ass white guy who had the authority to tell people to get back away like yeah in any other situation if it wasn't a police officer somebody would have pushed him right off the guy mm -hmm. you know if somebody was getting choked out and it was clearly wrong any of those people who were standing by would have pushed him pushed him right off yeah but because they had then it would have been cops. assaulting a police officer right. and all this stuff. And then there would have been two people dead. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have or been more. at least... Yeah, it would have been at least two people. It could have been. Because you think about it, the their press release right after it happened said that it was... Medical injuries or yes, something like that. Yes, exactly. It was, a, it was a man dies after medical incident with after encounter with police. Something yeah. to that effect. But and it's that 17-year-old... Yeah female hadn't had pulled out her phone and started to record that right that's that would have been the end of it yeah he was he had like a medical problem and that's how yeah. he died and that's it it wouldn't matter that all these people witnessed the murder mm -hmm. nope and then even when you do have the cell phone footage it's still oh well he was on drugs and he was a criminal and yeah oh he passed a counterfeit 20 dollar bill <laughs> it's like why do you even get called to that like why do cops even get called to that yeah i I know I I mean I know that they had that uh cashier at the trial and he said that he regretted He calling. felt really bad. But yeah. that wasn't his fault either. That was the store's 
policy right. was like you had to do something. Like me personally, I would have been like, "All right, dude, get the fuck out of here!" Like, yeah. rip the fake dollar. All right, just leave. Or if yeah. you, like, if you need some money for like a water or something, here you go. Right. You know, have a nice day. And a lot of times, like, I don't know who, who knows if he knew it was fake or not. I, I, I don't. I don't give a shit. Who knows? That could happen. Yeah. That could happen to anybody. Yeah. But it's just like it's this further example of like people calling the cops on black people for the stupidest fucking shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for selling bottles of water. For barbecuing. Yeah. For sitting in a Starbucks. <laughs> right. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. That's that's one of the like that's one of those things that I always have to catch myself when I'm thinking about anything like this, right? Implicit bias. Right. Yeah. Because well, we all have it. Right. You know? And 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 not just that we all have it, but that it's like it's so it's all it's impossible for me to to fully get it. I, you know, you have to be able to emphasize or you have to be able to empathize with it because even though you haven't experienced it, because I, you know, I'm not black. I couldn't have experienced any of that shit, but like you have to be able to pull yourself out of your own experience just for, just for a little bit and be like, that must fucking suck. (laughs) You know, that must be so awful to have to endure being worried about whether or not your kid can have a lemonade stand or some shit. Yeah. You or know wearing I mean? a hoodie. Right. Wear, wearing a hoodie going or wearing down. a ski mask because it's cold out and you're just a little bit odd guy, you know, yeah. not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. And the cops just fucking walk up to you and start giving you shit for no reason. Yeah. It's not illegal to wear a ski mask in public. I'm sure. Yeah. Elijah McLean is who I'm mm-hmm. uh, speaking of. Yeah. So, and, and, I don't know, the, the shit just fucking pisses me off. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, and you watch the body cam footage, and from the very get-go, the cop is just a total fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not hating cops or anything. Don't it don't make it seem like that. But sure. it's just like, go up to... The, you shouldn't... You can't even walk... He's just wearing a ski mask. Yeah. Who cares? Right. He's not doing anything. Right. And even, and even if... And even if just go up and talk to community policing or whatever, like, hey man, what's that? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Are you cold? Like, blah blah yeah. blah. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, that's not. Oh, what are you doing? Stop! Oh, I'm, I'm going to stop you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, he's seen several of these. Where there was one that I remember. It was a, um, it was a college student, and he was, uh, he had, he had a job picking up trash outside of his dorm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they just start coming up and harassing the kid, being like, "Where's your ID?" Where's and the dude's like, "I, I live here, bro. Like, yeah. like this is where I live. I'm just out here picking up trash." And it turned into a whole massive police encounter, guns drawn and everything. Really? Yeah. And the dude is like, "The dude's like, are you fucking serious? Like, I'm I, I live here. What do you want me to do? I'll go swipe myself in. I don't give yeah. a shit." But because. And it's tough because people don't. Because they really saw don't. him and they're like, he's not supposed to be here. Right. They just assumed that he wasn't. Yeah. Like, you <clears> know, <throat> even even though he had a trash bag and like, you know, one of those garbage picker like yeah. uh, grabbers or whatever, it was it wasn't enough. Just, and it's like you don't want to. I think people are a little bit afraid to call someone else racist at this point. People, people, because it's such a, 
a loaded term. Because conservatives have made it a four-letter word, and sure. people don't want to say it. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think I think it's like, in this day and age, it's one of those, like, if it sticks, it's like the ultimate, like, red badge yeah. for a white person anyway. Yeah, right? but they don't even... And again, it's a, another theme that we like to uh, touch upon here in the Solidarity Unlimited podcast <laughs> is that conser- so-called conservatives, because they don't conserve anything, yeah. they like to take terms and make up their own uh, definitions for it. Yeah. So I'm going to define racist as you know what it really means. So people mistake racism with prejudice. Prejudice is to prejudge someone based on their skin color, religion, what have you. Mm-hmm. Racism is prejudice plus power. It's yeah. like, okay, you hate these people, and now you control all the levers of power in a society. Right. Music, culture, politics, prisons, everything. Mm-hmm. That's what racism is. Yeah. Just so everybody, so we're on the same plane here. Yeah. Yeah, I, and and I think when you're a person who partakes in that structure partakes in that structure you are a racist even if if, you know yeah like like and 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 in some ways and in some ways i advocate for it being i think some people think that when you say you're a racist that you're like that i'm saying you're a clan you know you're a clansman burning tobacco chewing yeah and and again, they know how to drive the narrative where it's such a narrow definition of what a racist is. Sure. There is a cross burning Sieg Highland toothless yeah. white guy. Which which know? which it's like it's a spectrum. Yeah. Well and, 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 and those people are the hyper extreme. Yeah. Even even the most even most very racist people who anyone would consider racist would tell you they're not. And yeah. they wouldn't say the kind of things that you would expect of the Hollywood, you know, Klansmen, yeah. right? They don't. They don't say those kind of. The Richard Spencer doesn't say those kinds they of kn- things. They know how to soften the language yes. and change the culture, right? So, so they're so they're trying to say things in a way that will convince others that they're that they are not the virulent racist of of you know Nazism or some shit. Yeah. They're trying to convince you that they're just using totally reasonable ideas and just applying yeah. them to the society we live in. And that's and that's why it's really that's why they're so dangerous. And you, you see this in the rise of the alt right. Yeah, it's very things. pernicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's the million dollar word of the night, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. The peewees <clears throat> peewees out of the playhouse. When we say it, you gotta scream. <laughs> yeah. And I want, I want, I want, I wish it was like easier to convey that to people who have those kind of deep racial, racial prejudices that it's like, you can be, I understand that there are people there who don't think that they're hating other people. They don't think that they're being hateful, but it's like when you, when you talk like, there's so many subtle things when you talk about. When you talk about music that you don't like, and yeah. the only music you don't like are African American yeah. genres, or what, you know what I mean. I hate rap music except for Eminem and House of Pain and Action Bronson and Mac Miller. Yeah, oh, there's a seems to be a pattern there. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. And those are the kind of people who 
don't want to see the kind of they don't they don't even they don't have the ability to see that the policing that they experience is not the same policing that black people experience. Yeah. They want to say things like, well, if you're not breaking the law, nothing's going to happen to you. It's like, well, you can see in many occasions when people didn't break the law. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name right, but Botham Gene, yeah. he was eating ice cream in his apartment and was murdered Yeah, for eating ice cream. Right. Well, Breonna Taylor was asleep. And and they still and they still argue that. And and the cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either, folks. Yeah. You know? For sure. Even like again, even if you're committing a crime, whatever, you're mm-hmm. doing whatever, they're not supposed to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's it's obviously or, supposed or to they, be the last. They shouldn't. They yeah. shouldn't kill you. Yeah. I mean, very obviously in cases of self-preservation. Yeah. Everyone, everyone We're knows not saying that, you, know, you can't act in self-defense. Right. But in a lot of these instances, the people don't have to be killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you see, it's like they'll use that. They'll use so many of these things as an argument for, you know, for anyone being killed. You know, you just, I mean, we just saw a guy who was at a traffic stop who, yeah, he definitely he had a warrant. Yeah. Oh he, well, they pulled him over because his license plate was expired. Yeah. He, he pulled, and he had an air freshener dangling from the thing. Right. Like, don't you think the cops have better things to worry about, especially yeah. when the DMV in Columbus is like backlogged and people, <laughs> right? You know, like give him a fucking break. Yeah, and and obvi- obviously there was pretext to that stop. Right. They saw a guy they thought probably was a crime guy. Oh, wait, they really said that? No, no, I'm not going to say they really said that. This is me. Allegedly. Conjecture, allegedly. Allegedly. You know, but. Many people were saying it. Yeah, many people (laughs) are saying uh, that that was that. I mean, that happens all the time. Pretextual stops. Driving while black. Well, yeah, exactly. You you see that you see, well, there's technically a law against having air fresheners. Like if every person had to get stopped for that shit. Yeah, the roads would be fucking clogged for eons. Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously not. They thought they wanted to catch him doing something else on top of it. And it's like you don't even need to pull him over. You have his plate number. Send him a fucking ticket in the mail. You know where he lives. Sure. Like, why do you got to pull him over to fuck with him? Yeah, but even but even if even if the idea of you know, dramatically escalating the situation. There's a helicopter above our studio. The deep state is trying to get us for speaking the truth, folks. Yeah. Keep listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna soldier on until the yeah. until the Gestapo knock down the door. Yeah. <laughs> we're never gonna stop. <laughs> so yeah, I I just I have a hard time with people who don't who even when they're told don't want to think beyond the scope of their own lives, their own personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want to, they don't want to think that they might, they don't, people don't want to admit that they might've had a leg up because of their skin color. Yeah. White people don't, white people are, are very offended by the idea that they in some way have privilege. Yeah. People get very upset and offended by that. And, the fact of the matter is, is that you can still be in a shitty situation. You can still be in poverty and you can still be in, you know, in a terrible life situation 
and have had and will have had privilege along the way. It doesn't preclude you from having struggles in your life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It doesn't preclude you from having yeah. other 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 areas where you are disadvantaged. Yeah, we touched we touched on that on the last episode and it's yeah. just another example of they create their own definition for privilege. Yeah. And they make this little straw man argument and they proceed to tear it down and then they feel very smug and satisfied, but mm-hmm. they've haven't really proved anything. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think because people, people want to believe that they got to where they got to in life because they're so great or they're so smart or mm-hmm. they worked hard or whatever. Yeah, know? kind of the kind of the the fallacy of everyone in their position deserved it. Yeah, we're a it's it's the American myth that we're a meritocracy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And plot, it, you know. plot twist, folks. We're an oligarchy. Yeah. At best. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. The ob- the obvious lottery of birth, right, folks. right. I mean, it's it's you obviously start up different rungs of the ladder. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you Donald Donald Trump was born extremely wealthy to with begin with, a silver spoon, rich yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. I think he had two silver spoons, really. Yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> so the the idea that everyone gets to where they are because of hard yeah. work, like that's just horse shit. Yeah, you don't make your own luck in life, and if you believe that, you're either rich or a sucker. <laughs> yeah. Check your wallet to see which one you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, obvious, obviously hard work opens doors. No no doubt. You know what I mean? But you think the Walton family works hard? Exactly. Like it doesn't it doesn't open billion dollar doors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hard work can get you a different life whatever but it's not it is it's a capitalist fallacy that it's yeah. going to suddenly the you're going to raise in station to some you know vaunted level yeah. because you worked way harder than the other guy like not really you know mm-hmm. what I mean? unless you work really 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 hard and do nothing but try to make money and even then you're probably gonna fail you know yeah like you're not going to have this you're not going you're not going to be Mr. Wealthy mm-hmm. unless you have some sort of angle. Yeah, and it's weird like you get especially now like a lot of poor people in the United States. I can't speak for other countries, but it's like they they almost like hate themselves. You yeah. know, there's like no solidarity. That's right. <laughs> between them you know they're just too busy cutting each other's throats they're crabs in a bucket you know yeah. oh, i gotta get above this guy and then i'm gonna get above this guy and mm-hmm. i'm just gonna save up and then oh, i'm gonna be jeff bezos one day <laughs> right like, nah bro well yeah and i even and i i even think that like i mean i know i know most people are probably aren't naive enough to think they're gonna get to be a billionaire or something like that right? i don't know yeah some pretty stupid fucking people out there <laughs> this is this is very true but i but i do think that people have this it, it does create a certain amount of self-loathing where people think i didn't make it because i didn't work hard enough. yeah you know what i mean which for a lot of people you know they work you know they work their ass off poor people work twice as hard as any rich person ever does yeah, yeah. and people want to try to show counter examples of people who live on welfare and shit like that which does happen, but the thing is, the silent majority yeah. of poor people are just 
hardworking people who just desperately try to make it through life. And all those, you know, anecdotes you hear about, oh, these people, they live off welfare and welfare queens. Mm -hmm. You know, Reagan famously coined that term. Like, it's... Even if that were true, which it's not, right. I don't. I really don't think that's true. All the empirical evidence. I mean, there's a couple people, but that. Yeah. But they if exist. welfare programs benefit the vast majority of people and help mm. them out of poverty, or you know, at least prevent their children from living in poverty, and then yeah. they can live a better life once mm. they're grown up, then I think that's all for the better. Yeah. You know, so what if a couple people are abusing the system? You want to yeah. get rid of it for everybody else that's following the rules? Right. And even still, like, like who, like, that's a, that's a, that's in this, in the grand scheme of things, what a small price to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a small price to pay to at least try to get people out of abject poverty. Like mm-hmm. if some if some if some dude wants to collect just collect welfare, just collect, you know, whatever whatever social assistance he can get, okay. Okay. He did he didn't work for it. Fine. Who who gives a shit? Yeah. It's it's it, in the in the grand Jeff scheme of Bezos things. Jeff Bezos doesn't pay any fucking taxes. I'm more pissed off about yeah. that. The amount of the amount of money that he is exploits spent on his that. workers. Right, right. The amount of money that's spent on that compared to how much money we spend on subsidies essentially for the wealthy yeah. in all in all forms is a is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So who gives a shit if, these if you know if that happens? Motherfuckers were actually taking care of their workers. Right. They wouldn't have to go on welfare and yeah. food stamps and Obamacare. Mm-hmm. These or companies whatever. that are making billions and trillions of dollars, getting rich off a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you can and you can see the effects of that in a weird way based on how the pandemic has played out as far as jobs are going, right? Yeah, the people are people. I think people are kind of more a little like a lot of places are having trouble finding people, and I think people are because of the pandemic they're sort of finding a little bit of their value because of like they talk about the how 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 much how exposed people are in the service industry and stuff yeah. like that right and now that now that covid's around even though you were just as likely to get sick before right other diseases you were you were still yeah. pretty likely to get some fucker drive through mcdonald's with the flu or some mm-hmm. shit you know you're you're quite likely to get something i think people are now realizing that shit's not worth it for the fucking money they pay. No. <laughs> it's not worth it. The service industry was a house of cards anyway. I yeah. mean, you got yeah. these servers making below minimum wage and having, having to live off tips. Right. I mean, something's got to change. Like, there can be tax credits for small businesses. Sure. You know, to that, that pay them a living wage. Mm-hmm. Like, just do something. I mean, yeah. like, you can't keep paying people crumbs yeah you just can't do it anymore and it's like what pisses me off and they like they they talk about like small businesses it's like the religion of our whole uh country like small business small business small business it's like okay like if you're quote unquote right to make a living like 
forces other people to work for starvation. Yeah, you don't deserve wages. To be business. You don't deserve to be in business. Yeah, I don't think for sure. And I think that I, makes you a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you're right because of the kind of you put a good a good point as as it, it is a sort of religious mentality yeah. about about small businesses as if they're as if they're these like perfect institutions that and obviously yeah. you know you want to support smaller businesses because they're more likely to treat their workers better and whatnot yeah. and all that shit but at the same time there is a there is there is this kind of like some small businesses that you know like aren't as small as they they somewhat yeah. appear yeah and what yeah. i was going to say too is that like if you look up the definition of a small business it's a business with less than 500 employees. Right. So you could have 499 employees and be considered a small business. Right. Which I wouldn't consider you a small business. Right. You could you could be a you could be some sort of you could be a financial firm making a shitload of money yeah. and have no I run a small business. Yeah. We exactly. did 7 billion last year. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I don't know if any business exists on that plane, but like you know what I mean? Like you, you like the idea that like this is for mom and pop shops, you yeah. know what I mean? With like maybe a dozen employees, you know, is sort of silly yeah. because you have the definition being so broad. Because and there's ways you know, to help those mom and pop shops that still exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, like, like, you know, we're talking about, we're, you know, we talk about prison city and, yeah. and, 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 you know, I, I guess I would. It's locally owned. I guess you could say yeah. more more than mom and pop is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, the Mark and Don Schultz, like the owners. Yeah, I, I, I just you know yeah. I mean, it's but just it's, it's not just weird. Like, it's like a weird. It's like, not Doug's Market on Anna Street when I was a kid, where it was Doug and Mary. Right. 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 His wife, and they were the only ones that worked there, and right. they made everything, and yeah. 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 They didn't have any employees. Yeah, that was that place was great. <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to Doug Mary Mason. Oh, yeah. Uh Doug's Market. This is shit back in the day. Oh yeah. We used to walk down there and get some fucking Tootsie Rolls and shit. That's hot. I remember <laughs> uh I used to live in an undisclosed location near there when I was a, <laughs> when I was a kid and I used to get off the school bus and they had the after school special. You could get a a, a square slice of uh, pizza homemade by Doug and a can of Adirondack Cola, any flavor for a buck. Wow. I get that shit every day. It was sick. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the life right there. Come it is. from school, some, some pizza and some soda. Holy shit. Only true nineties kids will know. <laughs> yeah, <only 90s laughs> I'm such kids. a wacky and zany millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that, that sort of ties into, um, we're explaining the mindset of a lot of the whites that don't want to accept the fact that Derek Chauvin is a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that a lot Cold of blooded you know, killer. I mean, he has no remorse at all if you oh, look no. at his face. No, you watch him I mean you watch him doing it. <clears throat> oh yeah. You, you you can't you can't there's one thing it's one thing to shoot somebody and then they die. Because the, the act of shooting somebody is instant, right? And you can, I can, I can see someone doing that and then being like, holy shit, I just killed somebody. Mm -hmm. When you sit on a dude's neck for 10 fucking minutes, 
10 whole goddamn minutes yeah there's there is there is like real deep intent and that's what's amazing to me is that it, it was this it was like this contentious of an of of a of a thing well, it shouldn't like, have even been a question right like the they dude should have was just clearly, showed the video and been like here's the video yeah, yeah case 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 closed right there there there's if 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 it had been anyone in normal clothes without without the badge that that would have been like of course fucking open, open and, and shut. shut case johnson yeah, yeah. It would have been like, yeah, you killed him. What do you mean medical incident? Yeah. Well, technically he had he had asthma when he was 12, so like I, I mean, yeah. Like like you cannot you, you yeah, that is so emblematic of the way that the United States reduces the humanity of black people. Yeah, and th- and that's also like I don't know if I'm using the right word, but it's like a, a paradox yeah. because they say, "Oh, well we had to restrain him because he was such a threat and he was so dangerous." And then they say, oh, well, he died because he was in poor health. Right. Like, what was it? Was <laughs> yeah. he sick or was he violent psychopath? Yeah. He was what like, was it? Yeah. He was like the Incredible Hulk <laughs> until he lays down. And then apparently once he laid down, all, yeah. of, his, all of his health problems all just his, suddenly popped yeah. up. It's so you weird. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do they just talk out both sides of their ass? Yeah. They, they, they throw anything to the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. one person might believe... The violent psychopath uh, theory, mm-hmm. and then another person might believe, oh, he was just sick. You know, he had health underlying health issues or whatever. Yeah. and even if he did have underlying health issues, like you have to prove that his underlying health issues are what killed him, and it had nothing to do with the guy kneeling on his neck. Yeah, like if somebody has if somebody has breathing problems, and I kneel on their neck, and then yeah. they die. No one's gonna be like, well, he, you know, he had breathing problems. Like, yeah, yeah maybe I shouldn't have fucking sat on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's it's like all the uh, Trumpers. You know, someone dies of uh, COVID, and they're like, well, he had COPD. Like, yeah. yeah, but COVID took him over the edge. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't get COVID, he'd still be alive. Right. It's this. Yeah. It's this weird. It's this weird mentality that like you can like anything is acceptable as long as there was some pre-existing thing. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had COVID, but remember, he, he had asthma when he was a little kid. So um, he died for that reason, not the COVID. It's like, yeah. all right, well, if you know, uh, you had you had uh, you had lung cancer, I shoot you in the lungs. He uh, had lung cancer. He had lung cancer. I don't know. Bullet didn't kill him, guys. If he didn't have lung cancer, he'd still be alive today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <clears throat> and, and 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 that sounds absurd, but that's exactly the kind of shit that they it's want. It's the same kind of logic that they're applying. Yeah. And they, and they can't have the presence of mind to say, okay, I'm making this argument. Maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's okay to be, I'm wrong a lot, folks. Yeah. You believe it or not. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, and I understand why it's so hard for a lot of people to get it. Because when you've, Especially you, when you've lived in a society that's catered to you for 40, 50 years, it's not easy to then kind of step outside yourself and see it yeah. as, as for, for the way that it is for other people. It's, you just have your own experience and that's it. But I think that's a, a skill that we haven't taught people in a long time. I think we've taught people to, 
I think we've taught people to rote memorize things. We've taught people history is just remembering a set of facts yeah. about what happened in the past. Dates and names. Right. And there's so much more to it than that. There's so much more depth and understanding of others that needs to happen. And, you know, the thing is you can't, you can't test for that. You can't, you can't, you can't give a kid a test for whether or not they can be empathetic to other people. You know, it's like, but when, when you, when you give people a chance to really experience like, or when you give not, not experience, but like when you give people a chance to really go into the depths of what happened yeah. to uh, to the African population that was literally stolen from their country, mm-hmm. you you that should be a greater focus in this country on education. Oh yeah, because <clears throat> I mean that was the original sin of this uh, nation, along with the genocide of Native right. Americans, and yeah. people don't talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if they and if they do, it's often like a. Oh, it's over. Yeah. It happened. You know, yeah. everything's good. Yeah, wipe they we wipe fought. their brow. Like, oh, yeah. God, that's over. Good thing we solved that, boys. <laughs> yeah, we licked that back in the Civil War, huh? Yep. Yeah, I mean, and the the very and it, I mean, I think they they teach like events that happened, but they don't teach. I don't think they teach. I mean, at least when we went. I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not there. Obviously, I'm not learning. I'm not in high school right now. Yeah. But, and you neither know, am I, folks. <laughs> when when I was when I was going to high school, the it wasn't taught as an entire body of of like an, its own subject almost. It was more taught as each era of the United States had its own event that mm-hmm. was related to you know race. So yeah. you know, you, you talk about the early con you the as a part of the early country, you talk a little bit about slavery. Then you talk about the Civil War and a little bit about slavery there. Then you talk about Reconstruction and the way and Jim Crow. And then you talk about the Civil Rights Era. So Civil Rights Era. You, you, you talk about that era, and then you talk about the Civil Rights Movement within that era. It's not taught as a whole, contextualized, um, almost like as its own its own historical thread. Yeah, like there own. should be like a black studies class. Well, and, and and what's funny is that that's exactly what the the um the New York Times uh oh man, I'm going to forget the year and I'm going to sound like a moron, but uh some year 1619 The project. 1619 project. Yeah. yeah. Um we're going to start the 1776 project for patriots, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, cuz that was the whole idea of the 1619 project was to contextualize American history within the framework of everything that was the black experience. Sure. And, and all, and all that, had, and all that happened to them as a, as a continuous thread rather than just a series of events as compartmentalized within white history you know know? like instead of treating them as like the supporting cast to like whatever white guy that we're taught to like idolize Mm -hmm. for that day yeah you know definitely i think i think that's a great way to great way to put it because as much as you can idolize abraham lincoln 
for, for not that good of a dude. <laughs> dare I say scumbag? Sure. I mean, I mean, in in and definitely in a modern sense, sure. Yeah. I mean, he would he would not be considered a cool dude. You know, contextually, things are different in 1860, but but I don't know. There were plenty of white white folks back then that weren't like him. Oh yeah, I mean there were there were there were very very staunch abolitionists. Mm-hmm. I think he had a sort of. I he think, was a pragmatic approach. Yeah, I to think it. I think he had a pragmatic approach. It, which which, you know, he just wanted to save the union. He didn't really give a shit about black people. Yeah, I mean I, I think <clears throat> I think he did care about it in, in but I don't think I think he more cared about keeping the country yeah. intact. But even even among even among that, we, we it's very very little is spoken about what it's mostly talking about like white people bestowed freedom upon black people yeah that's the kind of context that the civil war is given as opposed to the black people that fought for their freedom and strangely enough the black people who fought against it they're black there are black regiments of the confederacy and things like that it's not and and i understand you can't teach too much complexity to high school students yeah like like it's you only have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of resources to teach but at the same time, the reason we keep having these problems is because people don't know the history. They only know his story. Right, right. Um, and one thing I want to uh, chime in with is all I remember through middle school and high school, whenever we talked about the Civil War, the teachers, and I don't know if this was because Pataki was in office and it was a Republican in charge of the New York State Department of Education or whatever it's called, but it was drilled into our brains. Almost like, I remember one teacher, I won't put her on blast, but she would literally make us recite it over and over again. And they kept saying that the Civil War wasn't about slavery, it was about states' rights. Hmm. That was driven into our heads over and over. We didn't even, we're like, states' rights, what does that even mean? Right. You know? But it's this like lost cause mm-hmm. mythology that is seeped into our textbooks, mm-hmm. you know, where the Civil War wasn't about slavery, it was about northern aggression and the state's right and yeah. all this other bullshit. A state's right to what? <laughs> right. Enslave people. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's it's interesting that even And that's though, what they taught us kids. Yeah. And even and even though and even though we're firmly within the Union, the North, um, even still, it was definitely not taught as starkly as it should have been. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure it's a lot worse in the in the South, right? Oh yeah, they <laughs> or, call it like the, uh, the war of northern aggression and yeah. all this bullshit. Like, yeah. fuck you, you lost. Get over it, you <laughs> snowflake crybabies. <laughs> yeah. With your participation trophies, we're gonna tear them all down. <laughs> yeah. Legally, legally, because I know Ron DeSatan just passed some law where you can't topple a monument or some uh, uh, governor down there. Well, we're gonna do it legally, folks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, fuck that. Just, <laughs> I yeah, wish I some mean, people would just stick a fucking stick a dynamite into one of them and just blow the shit to pieces. Melt them down. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's a really important topic. With the statues and oh yeah, that's another you know subtle thing mm-hmm. that people see every day. Oh yeah, that's my heritage. Yeah, your heritage sucks. Of hate, you, <laughs> you know suck and I mean? you lost. Yeah, 
like if your if your heritage is tied to Confederate generals who fought to enslave people, ins- enslave people, your your heritage fucking sucks. Yeah. Sorry, like I'm not gonna sit here and em- embrace my heritage, em- embrace the heritage of people who did terrible things yeah. in my past. Like fuck that. I'm not. I'm not excited about that. Because I know we did genealogy. I know there's slave owners. Nimrod none. Nimrod none. Nimrod none. Motherfucker, I'm I'm not like oh, but I but I still appreciate him. Fuck fuck that guy. Yeah. He owned forty fucking fuck that guy. Yeah. Like like why why am I why why am I indebted to uh, to idolizing people who did terrible shit? Yeah. No, fuck that. And the thing is, the whole idea of. Oh well, we you get rid of that, you're getting rid of history. It's like no, go read a book, go to a museum. Yeah, like and again, it's just another. I don't even know the term for it, but it's just, um, like we're not getting rid of your history. Mm-hmm. You can we're like you can remember something and learn from it without yeah. glorifying it. Yeah, that's like huge. building a mind, like. Like that would be like someone being like, "Yeah, well, we we need to remember World War II, and we got to build a statue of Hitler because we got to remember our history." Like, no, yeah. we can read about him in a book and how big of a fucking yep. scumbag he was. We don't need to make a monument to him. Yeah, exactly. You I know? mean, that's and and the thing is too, those monuments they weren't made as like symbols of peace, like post-war and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of those statues went up and like deep in the middle of the gym crow era and they were they were monuments that were telling black people like know your place yeah you know if you if you step out of line you know we're gonna kill you that's what those yeah. monuments were for they yeah. were to scare black people yeah they were they were an assertion of power yeah yeah because they a yeah you're right they did they weren't they it's weird it's it's hard it's hard to tell with them because i don't think that they think about what they're saying to begin with they don't use very precise yeah. language they want to talk about it as it's history. Well, are they talking about the statue being history or are they talking about it glorifying the history of the person? Because if you're talking about the his, the statue is history, that's just stupid. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a piece of marble. It's been there for a long time. Yeah. That, that, that's the argument. Like, who, like it was, it was put up in order to intimidate black people yeah. in the twenties. Like, don't give me any shit or the, or the 1890s or something. This was, you know, this wasn't like they put it up during the Confederacy, and yeah. it's like, you know, and it's just like a thing you leave. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's like if you're gonna, it's like okay, so it's like, or it's the history of what that person did. It's like what that person did was dump was bullshit. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, like they were a traitor to their country. Yeah, exactly. Something they, that you claim to stand for. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They, they stand for. They stand specifically for white America, and that's why they're so vehement against DC being a state. Mm, good transition. I that know, was a good segue. <laughs> Classic. Another million dollar word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. Give the folks a little background of what's going on. Well, it's it's statehood it's, for Washington DC. It's been on the table mm. for quite a while. It, it, it's come up. For a long time, but it looks like the push for it is a lot stronger at this round, um, which is which would clearly be a benefit to Democrats because DC votes Democrat mm-hmm. very consistently. Yeah. 
However, that means that Republicans cravenly don't give a shit and want to desperately attack it because they know exactly. that they don't they don't want they'll only I believe they'll only get one representative uh, out in the House, but they'll get two senators mm-hmm. and they'll get some electoral college votes, not minimal, but yeah, you know, some amount of electoral college vote. And um, they know that that would be a very bad thing for the Republican Party if the this group of people who are black, most of the voters in Washington well, I think it's are black. A plurality. I think they're like they're, a, they're, they're yeah. most yeah they're they're yeah there's they're more mostly, black people than any other race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so obviously racist. <laughs> like yeah, it's not even like it's not even it's not even close. It's not even like you could squint your eyes and be like, I see what they're saying. It's like, yeah, insanely and obvious. Before I hear uh, whining from my conservative friends about, oh, you can't see our intentions and you can't see inside my heart, I see your actions. Yeah. And what your actions are doing is preventing, you know, hundreds of thousands of black people from voting. Yeah. And that's racist. Yeah, that's 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 just straight up doesn't doesn't work yeah. for me <laughs> like I, I i i get it i get it you, they don't you, vote the way that you like tough shit get over it snowflake yeah. they need they they need <clears throat> to be able to partake in the government that represents them that's just yeah a straight no up, taxation without representation yeah it's which like, is what your precious floundering father patrick henry said <laughs> but i guess it doesn't apply to washington dc right and I mean, you—they want to talk about the way that the founders envisioned Washington D.C. The floundering fathers, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the people that wanted to enslave other people, yeah. Oh, yeah, they—they were so fucking great. <laughs> but at the same time, even if you want to go down the route of what they intended, well, they intended Washington D.C. to just be a place where you placed government buildings. They didn't intend it to be a place. They yeah. didn't think of it. They didn't think of it as a place where people would be a large city where people would be living. So it's like, obviously, they're not going to, they're going to be like, well, there's nobody going to be living here. Why would I have votes? You know what I mean? But that's changed a whole lot. Yeah. Things change in like 200 plus years, folks. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. And the main thing that the founding (laughs) fathers did that was actually important is they made a constitution that can be amended. And they, you know, it's like. This that, perfect document that had to be amended like 20-something times. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, that's what makes it somewhat perfect is that we can change the thing. Like, change it to what we fucking need. Well, it, maybe this is a topic for an, another show, but I don't think we need a constitution. We're sure. Like, we're like one of the only uh, countries on Earth that has one. And we'll, I just want to say one thing. You can have a rebuttal, but then we'll get back. Yeah. I don't need a 200-plus-year-old piece of paper written by a bunch of aristocratic, slave-owning white men to tell mm-hmm. me if a law is good or if it's bad. A law is either good or bad. I don't need yeah. a piece of paper to tell me. Yeah. I but, mean, so. yeah, I, I, I think um, I think, th- I think that that is that's a good way to think about it in a lot of ways. I do think that some sort of document... <laughs> describing the organization yeah but it's written so poorly it's like yeah (laughs) it's like the fucking um bible you can two people can read it and have three different interpretations of what the shit means well even the language they use is 
changed, right? Yeah. You you can you can you can have like the Second Amendment is possibly the ultimate oh, example. God. What does it mean? Yeah, and it, people have had to interpret it over and over yeah, and this over is, and yeah, over this again. This is going to be another show too. Yeah, but guess what? You don't have an unlimited right to bear arms. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Right. You don't. So the I I mean basically getting back the <clears> idea that the idea that we're supposed to take every word that the founding fathers said as gospel. Yeah, was, you can take is, that shit somewhere else. Yeah, is is because we're not buying it. Well, because a, they weren't they they aren't a monolith. They're not the the founding fathers. Floundering were, fathers, right? We're not, uh, we're not like the same. They don't all think as one, yeah. right? I mean, to think that George Washington thought the same way as Thomas Jefferson is completely ridiculous. Yeah, didn't they have beef on these streets? Well, I mean, they all had beef with each other. Even yeah. when they agreed with each other, they were, I mean, they were fucking shooting at each other. Yeah. And shit. Like, it was gangster and shit. Like yeah, Bird shot the shit out of Hamilton. Yeah. So, like, the idea that they are, the idea that, like, the founding fathers, quote unquote, could have an intention is ridiculous because they didn't all agree on yeah. what that shit meant. So, it's like, don't come at me with, like, this is what the Constitution 100% means. No. They, 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 that was they that was intended the shit they settled for, on. for black people to be enslaved. Yeah, they intended for women to not have the right to vote. They oh, intended they for poor pe- poor men not to have the right to yeah. vote. I don't give a shit what their intentions are. Right, right, right. Like the idea of them being like visionaries who could see into the future of this perfect government is is just bunk. And I understand they're a bunch of know. con men that didn't want to pay their uh, taxes, so they, <laughs> they they take all this, you know, rhetoric and all these ideas about quote unquote freedom and all this bullshit and they sell it to poor people so they die for them. Right. Yeah, they they basically Horsey's history, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The abridged edition. <laughs> yeah, if you got a fucking problem with that, you can come fucking see me. <laughs> <laughs> in our undisclosed undisclosed bunker. location i'll send you the addy slide into my dms at your boy horse what's good yeah so back I, to yeah. dc statehood yeah well i mean it all yeah. it all it all relates because it's like when when you when you're talking about race and you're talking about what the founding fathers intended you're basically just making an, a white supremacist argument because every single founding father whether they were in their time conservative or in their time liberal or whatever you want to say, they were all white supremacists. Yeah. They all, they were either white supremacists who believe fuck black people or they were white supremacists who believed we got to take care of black people. Yeah. That's the only two options. Yeah. It was like either a white savior or a white oppressor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so we like the idea that appealing to that is a inherently white supremacist argument. But on top of that, the arguments they continue to use are just stupid. <laughs> like, like that's a cop out, right? That's yeah. the that's the cop out of I don't want to say anything, so I'll just say the founders didn't. But the flounders, it. yeah. That that's the cop out argument. Like, the tell other that to Doug's fish fry, <laughs> right? <laughs> the but the the other the other side of the coin are the people trying to make like other rational arguments that don't make any fucking sense. Like one of the one of the senators said that. Uh, they would not be a well-rounded working class uh, state. Another racially coded term. Right, right. Like working class is yeah white people. Yeah, ap- apparently, yeah. because like uh, 
there's a lot of working class there's people tons of washington, working class people yeah washington is not washington is not like just loaded with political operatives no they're, they're, i mean obviously they're there janitors but, uh, cooks waiters yeah. servers there are a lot of those a lot of people who do that kind of shit and there's also a lot of people who yeah they might work for a political organization but they're just secretaries or yeah. or, or or average workers at those institutions so to say that it wouldn't be a well-rounded it's like yeah and it, so you're telling me wyoming's a well-rounded yeah <laughs> population yeah no. Uh, hell no. You're telling me Vermont's well-rounded? Right. <laughs> no. Right. And yeah. uh, by the way, folks, uh, Washington, D.C. has more people than both of those states. Not yeah. combined, but individually has mm -hmm. more people. Yeah. Like. So what makes them so special? What makes them so great? Uh, Wyoming doesn't even have enough people to qualify for a congressional House seat, but they're given one. Yep. Yeah. And they're given extra electoral college votes. Right, right. Why? Yeah, the... the the amount of voting power Fuck Dick that Cheney. The, right the amount of voting power <laughs> the amount of voting power that a person from Wyoming has is it, 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 as far as um, in I mean in the Senate it's it's insane yeah but in in electoral we'll college about, yeah as far as electoral college their vote true counts votes, more than anybody else's vote well yeah and and especially when you talk about how much their vote counts compared to like California mm -hmm. a state with a much greater population of minorities. Yeah. There it's like it's like 2 to 1. You, you know like what So you got to argue with me why people from Wyoming should get two votes. Yeah. Why why? Why and does if, their vote matter more than mine yeah. or anybody else's? Yeah, it does. One, it literally one person does. one vote. We live in we live in the uh the uh we live in the uh a, a left-leaning state. It's large. We don't get we we don't get where our vote doesn't count as much. Yeah. Even if you want to take away the idea of the electoral college, like our vote, our vote is not treated as the same as as someone from Wyoming or Vermont or Alaska or, or any low population state. So, what? So how can you how can you look at that and then not see it as at least a problem related to race, if not a direct? It's, it yeah. is. It's, it's a direct byproduct of race rate relations yeah. in this country. Because even if, like, so, like, Republicans, their intention is to secure power. And but yeah. what, what, what we're saying is we're tearing down this false uh, definition of racist where you have to have an intent. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, the, like, what your actions cause. Right. So if you're disenfranchising... Black people, brown people, Asian people, mm -hmm. Native American people, even if your intention isn't to, that's racist. Yeah. Because of the people that you're harming. Yeah. And the problem with intention and in, in trying to decode that is that requires us to give people good faith that they don't deserve. Right? Yeah. And faith no more. <laughs> right. Good man though. The, <laughs> the because too many times have I and this is this also relates to the police issue, but too many times what you see is not what you get with conservatives or policing in this country. When you see Republicans say, Oh, well, it's not about race, it's not about race, and then you look at the documents behind the scenes and they're like 
we don't want black people to vote because they'll we'll lose. Yeah. Like, how the fuck are you going? How how, how are you? How are we supposed to trust that your intentions were good anyway? So let's just take intentions off the table. You know what I mean? Because the effect is the exact same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the same thing with policing where so many times you see before a video comes out, the police will have one story. The video comes out. It doesn't match up at all. Mm -mm. And the police then maybe change their story or just say, no, that's not actually what happened, even though there's video of it. But what they're really good at doing is they get in front of the narrative. They control the narrative Mm -hmm. so that, like people will see the headline from like the editorial from the PBA, the Police Benevolent Association, yeah. and if they tend to believe cops, they'll just read the headline. Okay, yep, and right. they won't even watch the video, right? Because they've already read the headline from the PBA, right? Yeah, which that's that's something I've sort of had to because for a long time before before Donald Trump I wanted to believe that BT yeah <laughs> the that I wanted to believe that everyone was sort of on the same page as far as goals right like that republicans and democrats eh, yeah had different visions of how to achieve greater prosperity for all americans but as soon as Donald Trump got elected and was elected via people being super stoked on him. Yeah. It made me realize that that's not, that's not the, that's not what they want. Yeah. You know, I I can see that maybe with most Democrats that I don't agree with what they think. Democrats. Right. And I don't agree with, I don't agree with the way that they try to go about things, but I at least somewhat more trust that they're actually, intention is to enhance the lives of most people yeah but with but with but with especially trump republicans i haven't all i've seen is a gleeful intent to harm others yeah i think uh mary trump actually said it best um i was watching the view shout out to the view that's my favorite show (laughs) um except for megan mccain i don't like her but um so she was on there and they were asking her they're like oh like how do you feel about the Republican Party and how much they've changed and ever since Trump? And she's like, you know, they haven't changed more right. so is that Trump revealed their true nature yeah. and he made it okay for them to be who they always were. Mm-hmm. At least the base anyway. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's, and that's sort of, that was what kind of You're like, all right, broke. boys, we can be ourselves. <laughs> well, and, and that's sort of what I kind of think like kind <clears throat> of broke me about it is that I'm, I'm at, I wanted to believe that. I wanted oh, to yeah. believe that Donald Trump was a sea change. And I think the only way and, and the only way he was was that he changed the dynamic of the rhetoric more so than he changed the reality of what was going yeah, on. Yeah, the policies were the same. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little more overt than compared to previous administrations. Yeah, like, I think the cruelty was the biggest. That was what was the biggest point. Like, yeah. We're going to be cruel. And it was, and it was a, it was the, it was an exciting goal for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like in, in previous administrations, there was sort of a, a veneer of like trying to be helpful. It, it was fake, yeah. but it was like, at least like it's enhanced interrogation, right? There was an attempt. I mean, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know that it really ever came up in Trump's administration, but had that been a Trump thing, he would have been like, yeah. hell yeah, we torture people yeah. and we're fucking proud of it. That That's the kind of dynamic. I yearned for the days where politicians covered up their crimes in flowery language. <laughs> well, I, bring that back. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean it in that sense. I, I do mean it in the sense of he tore off the veneer of every like the Supreme Court, right. which has always been a joke. Right. The Supreme Court has always been full of partisan hacks on both sides for the sure. history of the country forever. But it's just yeah. this. Oh, these they have these robes and oh, they care about the law and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like nah. Like yeah, they vote their party and that's sure. how it is. Yeah, but and, just just admit it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I. I and I think that the, I think that the way that Donald Trump was trying was tearing that veneer off, he did it in a way, he did it by being even more aggressive than his predecessors. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't want to, I do. I mean, obviously, like there's there's been this thing too with like rehabbing the image of uh, of um, of George Bush. Like George W. Bush, yeah, George, yeah, yeah, yeah. W. There's been scumbag, this, right? This mother, war this, like, criminal, right? Like a complete cokehead, terrible frat human boy. Being. And now that he's like painting pictures, I painted of dogs. these pictures, and I hugged Obama's wife one time. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's like okay, so like we we're just gonna forget about that. Yeah, <laughs> like like. We're going to forget about the WMDs that didn't exist. Right. Like the... And the tax cuts that never paid for themselves and the children that were left behind. The tax tax cuts that obliterated the economy. Yeah. And destroyed every... (laughs) And the Patriot Act and so on and so forth. That still continues to be a problem. I mean, at the very least, all of his policies that enacted a sort of global spy network... Yeah. are still there. And it's like we're just going to we're just going to forget about that because he's kind of he's like he's like he's got a cute old man syndrome or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like no, fucking hell. I it's like so frustrating to watch even left-leaning people, even like centrist leftist people who would have screamed about uh, about him yeah. in 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 2004 are now like, "Oh, you know, he's uh, we can disagree." It's like, "What do you mean?" Tell me the pile of Iraqi corpses that we can disagree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and to be fair, too, I see a lot of libs. They they like yearn for the days of Bill Clinton and, you know, oh, I remember Bill and Hillary and all that shit. Yeah. And I know I love to, this is probably my favorite word, but Bill Clinton's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. First of all, like it politically, he was the best Republican president of the 20th century. I mean, he right. was, he was, a re, he was a Republican. Yeah. He gutted wealth. He, he killed welfare, created NAFTA, mm-hmm. like all this bullshit, the crime bill. That was, that was all his doing. Yeah. Um, and then just personally, like he's a sexual predator. He's a fucking creep. Yeah. Like he's a piece of shit. Fuck Bill Clinton. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know why there's, continues to be why because he played weird... the saxophone and he was too much of a pussy to inhale weed i mean <laughs> what the fuck fuck that dude yeah i know what a, what a what a just chud a, yeah what a but you know who i do fuck with though al gore al gore i do fuck with al gore yeah a little bit 
Well, you know, what's interesting is that he seems to have at least attempted to make an impact yeah. in a way that he probably is probably the most impressive of his entire political career. And he didn't do it from a political standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did it from, he did it from a completely different angle. And it's funny because he got shit for it in the beginning. Oh you yeah. Know, the incon- an inconvenient truth was treated. South Park did the famous man bear pig. Yeah. But then they apologized I don't know if you've seen like the recent season. You know, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I've heard that they made an so episode they where actually it was like an they made. So a little backstory, folks. When an inconvenient truth came out about climate change, South Park, of course, had to make fun of him. And there was this whole plot line about this man bear pig mm-hmm. that he was looking for that didn't exist, and that was a whole joke. And it's supposed to be a metaphor. But like in the recent seasons, a couple years ago, there was a storyline where man bear pig was actually real and it was this real thing and it was going through <laughs> south park murdering people and the kids had to apologize to al gore and all this it was really it was really good so um well that's yeah. that's 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 redemption good good, good on them yeah. for at least admitting their they're fault. at least trying but they still have poisoned the minds of millions of men our age oh yeah oh for sure yeah you know and he he's a He's clearly doing good work. So I think that he's got to be up there with one of those people who maybe was better off not being president. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. I think we would have been... It's weird to say because I'm still thinking about that Rage Against the Machine video where they they do like the side-by-side of Al Gore and George Bush and they're saying like literally the same things. Yeah. I always just wonder, but like 9-11, I don't know if... He wouldn't have inv- invaded Iraq. Yeah, I-, I think that is a very specifically George Bush yeah. thing. Afghanistan, he probably would have went in there. Yeah. But. Yeah, because there's a certain, I think there's always a certain demand on a politician to act after those kind of things. And yeah, we got to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. The, the infamous uh, Toby Keith song, we'll put a boot in your ass. Oh, God, he sucks. Oh and then God. shout out to Peter uh, Jennings, Rest in peace. Who wouldn't let him on? Like it was like a ABC thing, mm-hmm. and they wanted to have Toby Keith on and Peter uh, Jennings, who was a Canadian actually. He put his foot down after that song came out. He's like, "You're not gonna be on my show." Wow. Yeah, that's what's up. That's some sort of integrity that I think is uh, yeah is sorely lacking <laughs> a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah, but that was even weird. I mean, thinking about that time, like we we're in like seventh grade. Yeah, but like. It was weird, like, seeing flags everywhere and just, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't really say anything against, like, the country or anything. Just, yeah. It was a really weird time. It sucked. Yeah. Looking back. What's funny is that, in a weird way, that sort of, that era almost formed a lot of my, the way I kind of viewed politics going forward. I remember, I think, and I and I feel bad because I can't remember the band's name. But I went to a show and there was this band, Stand Accused. I remember you wearing yeah. that shirt. It was yes, the lead singer was of Reach the Sky. If I don't know if you've heard of Reach the Sky, but you should definitely listen to them. They're amazing. They're yeah. from, uh, they were they were from uh, Boston. They were a really good band. Yeah, and I it was rem- at the plaster. No, it was at a Novel Idea, which was a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is now. It's on Seminary Street. Is it? Uh, is it that Moonflower Macarons place? Yeah. 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 And 
And Outbreak played too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great Someone went through the wall show. and then we couldn't use the venue anymore. Someone went <laughs> someone went through the wall. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I, back to the shirt. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even just the shirt. It was just it was just the way that they the way the way that they were the way that they were political with their music, and it wasn't just because yeah. they were political. It was it seemed so fucking like vital. Like they were like they were they 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 were actually trying to get a message out. Because that was a taboo thing. I mean, they had a, a shirt bit, with yeah. it was George Bush, Donald Rumsfeld, and I, I forgot who else. And it, it's, I think it, it said, was Cheney. It said lies, lies, lies. Yeah, like, that I, that was like a radical thing for you to walk around Auburn well, with that and, shirt. And it was, and it wasn't even just it. It was it was just watching those guys go at it. You know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously, like there was a strong political element to the hardcore scene and all that stuff and it, but it tended not to be like directed at particular politicians. Yeah. It was usually a little more broad social kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing this band come and have all of that kind of like aggressive punk energy directed at a political, I had never seen that in person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you listen to you listen to Rage Against the Machine or you listen to old Dead, Dead Kennedy's, Kennedy's albums. Yeah. yeah. You listen to old Dead Kennedy's albums and you don't get the the intensity of what they're talking about. And then you see somebody come and everyone's going fucking nuts. You know what yeah. I mean? And everyone's like smashing each other and shit. Moshing. Yeah. That 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 leads you to that all those things combined give you a totally new view of just the politics that are, that are, that's being talked about. Yeah. And there's footage of that show. I don't know. There might be stand accused footage, but mm -hmm. there's definitely outbreak footage. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, You might even be in the video. I might, I might be, Yeah, I might be I'll, I'll, half of me, half of what I currently am. Yeah. Will be in the video. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. And that was a good tie in to my previous show, JP and the horse podcast, which is also available on app, Apple podcast spotify and youtube yeah 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 shout out to jp yeah <laughs> wherever you are <laughs> but that, that it, it's 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 interesting i think being outspoken about politics even if i would i thought i didn't fuck with all of the politics of the scene yeah a lot you of it was I mean? you know really right wing and a little wacky yeah looking it, back on it it was it was weird it was weirdly it was like on one hand sort of like anarchistic kind of like it was know, a diy yeah thing yeah but it was also like the politics were weirdly had some weird right wing stuff to it yeah i mean but what but what it did but what i did like about it a lot was i liked the the kind of outspokenness of it and being able to just say fuck you this is what i believe even if yeah. i didn't even if i wasn't really with most of the a lot of the politics yeah which i don't blame you yeah, I mean, yeah. even at the time, I wasn't like, I wasn't into most of it. Like, I was straight edge and everything, but that, to be fair, it really wasn't like I didn't, I didn't so much make the conscious choice. I just kind of never did that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like, so like, it wasn't like I was like some, you know, but I still went and I still liked the show is just because I liked people seeing being passionate about what they believe in, mm -hmm. going out. And just screaming their balls off about it, and that stuff, and that, and even, even today, I still get kind of chills thinking about those kind of bands. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
in spite of the fact that you know even a lot of even a lot of people who sang that probably don't like fuck with the same things that they did and most of us don't when they're you know the kind of same things we we, we believe when we were 16 Kids. 15 yeah. 16 you know don't really stick you know what i mean but it's still it's still one of those formative things where i, I just love i i i i i want to broadcast those things i want to talk about these things and i want and people should be more open to to just kind of to talking about what they believe in but in in an, in an honest way yeah not trying to fuck with people not trying to be an asshole or trying to trick them or troll them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, say what, say, you know, be yourself, broadcast yourself, but don't do it to hurt others. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, you can, you can, you can have your politics and enjoy them and whatever. You know, I wish you wouldn't believe in racist shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish people wouldn't believe in that shit, but I would. But there's always tomorrow when we can yeah. always keep talking. Yeah. And the dialogue, and the dialogue is more important. And I think that people eventually will. I think if you t- if if you don't let them, if you don't let people back away, if you don't let people avoid the conversation, then eventually you're gonna make progress. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. Hopefully. We're doing a little bit of that here. <laughs> We're helping. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we uh, meandered a lot, but no, I think I think know. we uh... like a river that don't know where it's flowing. I took a wrong turn and I just kept going. The oh, only man. boss I listened to, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. And on that, that note, be- beautiful, maybe, beautiful singer. Maybe right we there. can uh, wrap wrap yeah. things up. You're thinking? Yeah. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. We we uh. So it's uh it's been a it's been a good day. Thank you to uh my man Joe. Wait, you can't use my uh, government name. Oh. Yeah. But you're, I mean you're just Joe. But I mean you already I'm Joe the R and B singer from the nineteen nineties. Oh your yeah. government name. All right, I'll cut that out. Uh my boy the horse. I'll cut that I'll cut I'll cut the previous part out. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut. I'll, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Joe the R and B singer from the 1990s. My oh, I'm shit. I'm uh, known for my famous. Uh, I wanna know what turns you on. <laughs> All right, and I've been uh, I've been I've been uh, Bowie, and this has been Bowie and the Horse Solidarity Unlimited. Unlimited. Jinx. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> that was sick. I like that.